Les Elades. Happy St. Patrick's Day to y'all. It is 15.38 or 3.38 in Army time on March 17th, 2023. Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Roses, Wolves, and the Podcast. With your host, Chinchilla Q, also known as Q, more of El Rocker Productions. El Rocker Productions, tm.org, the website. Most definitely lots. We are going to go ahead and dive into the podcast today. And we are in the week 281, sessions 1396 through 1400 for this week of March 13 through March 17, 2023. And announcements from good friend Miss Jenny Lynn. She has a new podcast out on the Jenny Lynn Prayer Show. That is Jenny Lynn Prayer Show, which you can find on Spotify Podcasts and Anchor.fm. My bad, Anchor.fm has changed to Spotify Podcasts. You can find on iHeartRadio and basically find on Spotify. <laughs> and then the latest music project by yours truly. My personas of the name of Crazy with a K and Kun Lolo. Or just search for the name Chinchilla Q. That is Chinchilla Q. You can find the Two Crazy K's Project. Dope freestyle. I think we did it the day before we... Re- yeah, we did it on last Sunday. Before we released it on the 13th. And... It was one of those projects where it was almost about to be late. But I was like, we about to do this. Because last week, work-wise, was bananas. So... I was like, you know what, we're going to push this project out. The Tribal Levi is going to take some time. Uh, but we'll be pushed out before the end of this month. And everything. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. That comes for the 12, te- that comes for the Testaments of the 12 Patriarchs. Doing Tribal Levi. He's the third son of Jacob and Leah within the Bible. So stay tuned for that. But afar from that was not making fun of any Irish folk. Your boy is a black Irishman. <laughs> and thanks for those that can actually hear the accent and stuff. So Irish on my dad side, who's also mixed and everything, African-American, Irish and native and whatnot. Because my grandfather, his father, is... um. Irish mix, and he is lighter than me and my dad, I kid you not, I kid you not. Met him twice in my lifetime, I don't know where he's at or what he's doing right now, but um, one thing I am so certain is to see more of my Irish side of the family heritage and see what tribe coming from there, that's why I spoke the tribe from the Native American side as well too, so... You know, and I want to try doing those 23andMe type test things because some of them are not fully accurate. So, it's praying to God that someday figure out the tribes and everything which come from. Because then be able to trace that lineage back to more so on the biblical side of things and whatnot. Because you already know, it's a whole lot of folks that can't do the biblical lineages and stuff like that. But it'd be pretty dope. And find the ancestry 
throughout the whole generations and figure out which tribe of Noah's son would leave part from the tribe of Ham because most of uh, the folks that's out in Africa stay in the hotter region. And Africa is you know, more like the hotter region than anything else and stuff like that and part of the Middle East. So thinking on that and everything, it's a big mystery. For those that don't understand what St. Patrick's Day really represents, it's not about no leprechaun and potago type stuff. Now, really look up the history of St. Patrick's Day and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But that's not what we talk about today. We are actually talking about today's podcast and most definitely um, we'll just dive right into it. Got some cool topics to talk about today and most definitely, yeah. <laughs> if I sound mellowed out and everything's because I'm kicking back right now. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Um, there is a post that I will talk about on Amazing Thursdays on March 16th, which I suggest you guys um, do apply the applications, which we'll talk about and everything. With that, let's go ahead and begin. March 13, 2023, Blessed Mondays. We don't have the answers to everything. That's the great thing about life. For you're constantly learning. I don't have the answers to a lot of things. And you guys have the answers to a lot of things either. And for the ones that we think has a high IQ and is smart. And don't mind the background of the banging and noise. Stuff like that you guys hear. That's on the other side of the block. Behind back here at the back house. They're working on building up another foundation. Another house on the next block and everything. So most definitely, maybe working enough about the past couple of days. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But afar from that, the reason why I have mentioned what I just said a few minutes ago is because we tend to think that we know everything. And in this world, we really don't know everything. Because information changes. Things changes. People change. The information which we had before in the past, some of it is so accurate to this day, and some of it doesn't really belong in today's age. Perfect example I could give you guys is I have some books in relation to the music business and the industry, stuff like that. Here's the, ki the kicker. 50 or 25% of the information is still accurate. The other rest of the 50 or 75 isn't. Or 85, is it? And part of the reason that it's not fully accurate, sorry about that, is due to the fact that when you take a look at the offensiveness of technology and where it's hitting, and um, I was watching Wall Street Trapper. If you guys don't know who that is, I suggest you check him out. He's a dope brother. New Orleans, out there, Louisiana. <laughs> that um, stock trader. He does more than just that, though. That's more than just that. And by the grace of God, Laura's been unlocking a whole lot of 
things within me to learn. And I will give out more information soon about the things I've been learning in relation to tours, music, publishing. About to get relearn the stock market thing again as well too, but more so on just understanding the financial stuff on that side. Let's go play a big part to what is God's got me to be doing. But far from all of that, though, I was listening to his Trapping Tuesdays that he did the video on. I know he got the podcast up on Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and all streaming platforms. So shout out to him. And fans, if you ever heard this. But he was saying on this past Tuesday, and I will agree with him with this, that Apple, during our day and age, is the most innovative, not innovative, but I forgot the words that he said. I don't know if he said it was the greatest company. Yeah, the greatest company that America has ever seen. Greatest company that America has ever seen. And he made some good points. And one of the good points he has said, um, was that Apple changed up the game when it came to music, and they did. Because once they came out with the iPod, for those that remember, it really started hurting CD sales. And that's when music streaming started slowly coming in. Where now you got the music on your computers. And like with the Sony Walkmans, you don't really see them as much anymore in the U.S. You see more of those type of applications out on the other side of the world. Where they're so much more hyper-appreciated over there. Over here, everybody now tends to use their music on their phones. But if you remember, before there was the Apple Music, the Spotify, the Tidal, and some of the other platforms. If you remember Napster. <laughs> And most definitely, you was living in the age where it was like, okay, this is music streaming. But as you see now, music streaming platforms, like we got everybody's music on here. And you get stream all you want. And you don't even need to purchase album. Most folks like the nostalgia now of having the vinyl. If you guys don't know what a record vinyl is, <laughs> then you guys like, dang, what is that? For the, from a, from a folks, I know what that is. If you know what a cassette tape is, you remember back in the day. For those that remember back in the day, we try to do your mixtape. You literally wait for your favorite songs to come on the radio. You remember the boombox radio? You know, put the batteries in there. If you're on the outside, double D batteries. <laughs> or if you got the plug, you know, plug it up. And you try to do a mixtape for about five hours because whatever radio station you listen to, you know, they play the song every hour. So you got to try to match at the right point. You got the play and record button at the same time. At the play, pause, and record. And you make sure that you pause it because you let it run. It's going to have some wrong songs or you rewind the tape back. <laughs> or if your tape is messed up, you know, you get the little pencil and, you know, put the eraser in there. You know, you try to rewind that. That strip back to that mess up. Oh, I'm telling myself. <laughs> My age and everything. Your boy 35. But 
I made some mixtape back in the days. The game twisted. That's why you guys see me freestyling on all my projects nowadays. Been doing that since the age of two. Been doing that off of cassette tapes for a long time. But far from all of that though. And everything else. The reason why I have mentioned that. And brought it back down to memory and lane for you guys that do remember. VHS tapes. Where... We didn't scroll on a screen or on a TV or a tablet to watch our favorite part. We had to rewind it. And if you lost the remote control, you know you got to remember. You got to stand up, hit the rewind button to get to your favorite part. And then stop or press play. <laughs> or as we do for VHS tapes, your favorite show come on. You know, you got to make sure that you get home in time. To press play and record on the tape to record your favorite your favorite episode. As opposed to now, you be on these streaming sites and you're able to watch all the old shows you watched before back in the day. Like, technology has changed. But here's the crazy thing, though. Take a look at the company like Apple. And I agree with Wall Street Trapper. That Apple, most definitely, that's one of the extraordinary, extraordinary companies that the world's ever seen. In this day and age, Apple has changed a lot. They change a lot with music. Change it with the streaming. Change it with the app store. There's an app for everything now. There's an app for dating. App for updating your pictures. An app for learning how to drive. An app for learning how to cook. An app for learning how to save lives. An app for learning how to load a gun. An app on know how to study. This and this is it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Like Apple's change Apple and technology and technology change a whole lot. And it's continuing to change. You got the chat AI thingy popping off. Folks and puts in certain things and the AI on that is giving certain answers and this and this and this. I'm looking like, yo, we're about to enter to that realm pretty soon. Uh, the AI and the robots that's going to be slowly taking over the human jobs and the holographic phones. What I mean by holographic, I mean the see-through phones, but with the see-through, go have a feature where you will have, kid you know what I say, it's going to have a feature. That you press. And whatever you see on your phones. Will be inside the digital space that's around us. For those of us that grew up watching Star Wars. Or Blade Runner movies. And stuff like that. When you try to show the feature. You know how they got the, like, the little holographic type things. And stuff like that. Actually I can give you a perfect example. Growing up in the early 90's. Because um, your boy from Cali. So for those that's from California, if you know about the Barely Center, there used to be a particular to- particular store that was there. And they had like this machine where they had like different holographic type of things that was on top of this machine. And you could put your hand through it and stuff like that. It was dope. Can't think of what it was because I remember one time I think I seen Buzz Bunny or something like that. This is like this is back in the early nineties, like around ninety 
992 is the right. It's right around 93, 94, 95. Between one of those three years. Can't fully remember. But I remember seeing that. And thought that was the coolest thing ever. Thinking about it years later, I said the 90s. So some of y'all that's listening, y'all might probably be too young to know about the 90s. Y'all just watching, you know, reruns of things that happened in the 90s. Your boy lived it. <laughs> that's crazy. You know what I think? Well, I told you guys I was 35 years old. Maybe 36 later on this November in this 2023. But <sighs> the older folks... And I mean, from the great grandparents and great uncles and stuff like that, that pass on. They was lying with us like, baby, enjoy the time that you have while you're still here. Because time moves by quick. One minute you're 10, next minute you're 56. I remember I was eight years old. Actually, it was the year I turned eight. And I remember vividly. Was it eight or seven? Actually, not eight. Seven. No, it was eight. Because what? Was it eight or was it seven? Only reason why I'm saying that because I just remember I got that Power Rangers Megazord um, toy. My sleepover. Power Rangers was a rave in the early 90s, man. I actually had a dream recently a couple of nights ago that. I was with some folks that I, one of them I knew, the other one I didn't know. And we was looking up online, the collection for the OG Power Ranger toys. I mean, the original and everything. From the Green Ranger, White Ranger, all of them. And whoever was, had brought them back out, I think for an anniversary or whatever, or something like that. They were selling the toys. We was going to buy them to collect them. And I woke up from the dream. It was, it was dope, though. But, um, okay, it had to be the age of eight. So, age of seven or eight, one of the two. You used to have a rocking horse. And most kids don't know about the rocking horse things anymore because it's all into the phones and the tablets and things. Like, this generation don't really have a childhood as much. A childhood is Fortnite and TikTok and all the rest of this crap. Childhood back in the day was. Riding dirt bikes, man, down a hill, down the street, kicking it with friends, power wheels. Man, who remember power pop, power wheels? You know, the little portable cars. I mean, they still have them. You know, the little portable cars, you put in the battery charger, you know, your little kid right around up in there. Basically, that's how they learn how to drive in the first place. <laughs> you know, without a license, but little things like that. Little things like that. Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo's, man. I mean, shh, the good old days. But I remember on the age of eight, rocking on the rocking horse. It was somebody else's birthday. Oh, the next day I forgot who it was. Because Sarah says, oh, my goodness, my jumping spider. She actually's still alive. Cool. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I have another Finnifus Ondex jumping spider. Uh, call, I think I call Lips the Second. 
If you don't know what a Finifus Index or a Bold Jumping Spider, do look them up. Call them spider puppies because they're very intelligent. The eyesight is far-fetched to none. We did the research. They are not poisonous. They ain't the reason I call them spider puppies because for, for their spider species, they are very intelligent and whatnot. I have one in this butterfly net cage. She's in there by herself. And I had a senior out for a good number of weeks. And I was like, okay, either she shed her skin or she passed on or something like that. And as I'm talking right now, because it's getting kind of a little bit warmer now, I see her pop up from wherever the heck she popped out from. I see her walking around the cage. So she probably might have been living in the leaves somewhere. It wasn't the dead leaves that I have inside, which is actually good as they did and dry because she can have her little housing up in there and just other spots as well, too. So I'm like, whoa, like I hadn't seen her in a cool minute. <laughs> Less of millworms up in there that's still milling. <laughs> I mean, by that means they're still living. So, and I'm just looking up like, oh, snap, she's still up in there. I'm like, okay, cool. I was trying to find more jumping spiders this season because I want to have a whole lot inside of this little container cage thing that I have. It's butterfly net. Because it's a whole lot of space for them, man. So, me being a recognologist, kind of, <laughs> and everything, I have appreciation for arachnids, which is spiders. My grandfather put me up at the age of five on how to actually collect them and catch them. So, my younger years, I used to have them fight each other, basically eat each other and stuff like that. But I was always fascinated by spiders and how they play an important part in the ecosystem as well when it comes to containing certain pests and stuff like that, like flies and mosquitoes and different things of that nature. I know some folks will like spiders. There are certain spiders that they do be coming inside your house and everything. If you see them like, if you could tell a male, a male spider front little teeth, or I forgot what the proper scientific name is called, but I won't say it right now. If you see two little bulbs around his teeth, that's a male. Normally, they don't make webs. They're searching for a female to smash on. You can tell the females because you look at the front face and everything. They got um, they don't have the little bulbs by their mouths. The ones, the males have the bulbs by their mouths. That's basically their testicles. That's where they kind of do their thing, how they pregnant the females. They have to hold the female legs up and go under her belly. Where her vaginal area is at, and that's where they impregnate her and stuff like that, different things in the nature, um, and stuff like that. But with the females, you can tell because they tend to be a little bit bigger than the males. And nine to ten times, a spider won't bother anybody. There's certain certain species that don't fully make webs, so they tend to hide in everything. And at times they do make webs when they have having the babies or when they're about to be growing and stuff like that. You can tell the females because, like I said, they're a little bit much more bigger and no need to trust the out of sight. The males are clumsy, unfortunately, and they're the ones that you see and, you know, the ones you just got killing your house. Because, like, hey, it's like you my territory now, you get it smashed on. Or, like me, catch them in the cup, throw them back outside, or depending on if they try to act aggressive because, you know, everything got to defend itself. So depending on the type of spider it is and everything, you know, it won't try to do that crazy stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, sir, I'm going to catch you, and I'm going to throw you with this other cage. It's another spider, see what happens. So 
there's that. Now back to what we were talking about in regards to the rocking horse. So at the age of eight, I had a rocking horse, and I remember saying to myself while I was young, in my old house and everything, that you know, I wish I was a grown up so I could do grown up things and have lots of money and stuff like that. And that always stayed with me inside of my head, even to this day, because I'm looking like, dang. It's like this song, back in the day, yes, I wish I was a kid again. And I, you know, hear that song and everything. I forgot who the rapper was named that did it. But when you do listen back to that song, it's like, when you, but like this, when you see the things that's happening nowadays, it make you wish that you was a kid again. And I thought to myself, I did a rock horse. I was like, we're going to rock through time and everything. Looking now and things to myself, spiritually, he probably did. And then realized it, then realized the acceleration of how time hit. Told you I was on a rock horse at the age of eight before going back out to celebrate by his birthday on Pico and I forgot what the street is at this Chinese restaurant. I think that's still there. But I'm looking now in this day and age, and I kid you not what I'm saying, like, yo, 35. And being an adult is not what most children think is cracked up to be. But when it comes to not knowing everything that we think we know, I'm going to let you guys know that's part of the greatest journey of life. I spoke about this topic before, but not in a deeper sense of where I had to bring nostalgia to you guys. The guys could say, dang, I remember I used to have this and this and this. Or some of y'all from the 80s, y'all had the Transformers. You know, the original OG Transformers. And then I talk about the Beast War ones. You know, I will say Beast War is better than the original Transformers and everything, you know, the auto, you know, with these look like cars and everything. Dinosaurs were better. <laughs> but for those who grew up in the 80s where you had mother dope shows and stuff like that, you guys know exactly what's up. I was born in late 87. So, grew up in the early 90s, had the Teddy Ruxpin. And some of y'all don't even know what a Teddy Ruxpin is. So, before. We had YouTube that was teaching us ABCs and things of that nature. You had a particular teddy bear called a Teddy Ruxpin. And with Teddy Ruxpin, you put a cassette tape in there. And so he would teach you certain things. There were certain VH, VHS tapes that, I kid you not, it was this dope application that I had from these hook up, grandfather, he's hooked up to the TV. And I forgot what the thing was called. Because when you had to tape in this little ap application, and you press like the red, blue, yellow, and green buttons for like, what's this, a cat or a dog? And be this is like way before they had Leapfrog, the thingy, whatever. And you press this little button thing on the thing. And it's like, you are correct on the tape. I mean, it was dope. It was the dopest thing ever. Can't think of what it is, but I know the Lord will have me find out for YouTube or somewhere. And probably next podcast, next Friday, I'll talk about it. But um, 
if I remember. But far from all of that, though, just little things like that. Where you go back through time and you just see the different advancements of technology and everything else. The kids nowadays, they got it easy. The next generation about to have an easier. And the crazy thing is, it's going to continue to grow from there. But it's going to be scary for the next generation now. And part of the reason being because once some of these tech companies, some of these other idiots, and we'll call it idiots for a reason, once they start having AIs look like humans, like they've been showing in the video games movies for years, and they're going to try to have them integrate into society, it's going to distort reality for the next generation. Because they are going to think that certain AI lookalikes is human, but it's not going to be human. It may have a flesh of a human, may have a feel of a human and a smell of it. The reason why I mentioned Blade Runner earlier, because Blade Runner is a perfect representation. It's a particular company. Um, Harrison Forrest character is hunting a group of AIs called replicas. And the replicas is exactly what they call replica of humans and things of that nature. And so the crazy thing is all premise of the movie for Blade Runner is Harrison Ford's character um, try to, you know, kill all the replicas and things. Falls in love with one of the chicks that's a replica and stuff like that. Because her time's not aspiring or whatever. And the replicas, you know, trying not to die because they now are starting to become more human-like because they start had the um the life frame of feeling, of understanding what everybody's trying to understand in this world, which is love. So Blade Runner 2049, which is the updated version of it, basically um, has Harrison Ford back into the movie, but it's another dude that kind of takes over his place. The other dude, Loki, is actually Harrison Ford's son that the replica chick at this, um, what you call it, the one that Harrison Ford's character married, actually had a child. <laughs> Surprisingly. So like I said before, the next generation coming up soon and the next serial future, they about to have a real tough. Because going to be a whole lot of replicas that's going to be running around. And most folks never felt love from a real person. Going to try to feel it from something that's not fully real. And most of you guys probably going to figure out, well, how the heck is the AI going to try to duplicate? Because you got to remember, different spirits could inhabit to anything. Even demons can inhabit to any particular object. They're going to have a minor advantage once they um, replicas of AI that look like humans come into play. Because folks will be thinking, oh, that's just technology. When that technology has a different particular system that's more spiritual than it is humanistic takeover, that's when you know you're going to be dealing with a different entity from the opposite side of spiritual force. But that's a little bit far-fetched right now. <laughs> so... But here's the thing. How do I know that's going to happen in that part of the future, though? 
when I don't have the answer to that. That's what I mean by in life, we're always constantly, constantly learning. We're learning about different things. Learning about different ways of life, how God has created it. But we're still learning. Doesn't matter what age you are at right now. Doesn't matter if you listen to this podcast, where particular age you're at. We are still learning, whether you realize it or not. So continue to learn as much as you can. Because I kid you not, it's the greatest journey ever. Because you're not going to learn everything. Start getting used to that. And just start seeing life as a blessing. Let's continue. March 14, 2023, Gracious Tuesdays. It's scary on taking certain leadership tasks in life. But depending on the task, never be afraid to step up. I have to speak to this for myself as well, too. Because over the job, I'm still working at over at the airport and everything. Uh, most of my coworkers started to come up to me more about certain things that's going on on the plane, whatever. And I'm looking at them like, yeah, I may tell you guys I was a supervisor at one point and things and worked at LX about 10 years now, whatever and stuff. But been in lead and different things like that. But it's like, look, I retire from that. I did come to work to hear this is happening, this and this and this and this and this and this. The company I work with, I'm like, nah. Had an administrator ask me, we're looking for crew chiefs or leads and different things of that nature. I said, nah, I'm like, there, it's not going to happen. She asked me why, I told her the reason why and everything. It's like this company is not it for me to do the leadership role. Now, you guys hear me. I have my own. Reworking back on my own music publishing, music business, and yada, yada, yada. About to get into other stuff as well, too. Like, I do the leadership bros on the other stuff that I'm I'm good with. I do that. Where, I hate to say it, most comfortable at. Maybe with that comfort level, I'll be very cautious. As opposed to doing somewhere where there's a whole lot of different politics because sometimes you can't control the narrative at certain places. And at the same time, why waste your energy at a certain place that you're working at where they can easily be like, okay, we won't let you go. And then you're looking like, man, all the effort and hard work I put into this particular space, you know, excuse me, you know, it's just like not worth it. So I will say this for entrepreneurs and those in business and those in other avenues, careers, things, different things in that nature. If you're working on something else where you know you're good for your leadership is at, go ahead and focus on that. Don't waste your leadership skills on certain places where you know it's the same mundane thing you do each and every week out. And then just, just be wasting time. Let your skills flourish in places that most definitely be very beneficial to you. And wherever the establishment is. If it's not beneficial to certain establishments, then guess what? Don't worry about that certain establishment. Just do the work that you do. Keep it pushing. If it's beneficial to the establishment that you're working at, by all means, handle your business. Make your dreams happen. And with that, never be afraid to step into your leadership role. Because that's where, if you believe in God and trust God, 
he will mold you to where you need to be at. So never be afraid of that. Perfect example. Back in 2018 was with the newer company. Um, was a particular group of individuals that came from a different company. Because the company that took over our company had took over two different companies or particular airlines contract. And so the other folks had merged and they was working at Terminal 5 and they came over our territory at T4. So most of us at T4, we OGs, we know about the particular airlines we're working at. We know how the planes get down and stuff like that. So the other group kind of came in, you know, they kind of seen how we kind of did things and they got it at the tourist end. There was one particular group where I did not like leading as much. And since certain individuals knew about my leadership role, they would pull me from my crew. Be like, hey, Q, can you run this crew? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not trying to run this particular crew and everything. So when they didn't have certain other leads to take over the crew, I would just go ahead and just do it. And then I'd be in my leadership mindset where I'm like, okay, I need to make sure everybody gets off on time get off this particular plane because it's a quick turn, yada, yada, yada. We got to bounce, boom, 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 boom. So I'm not, you know, like the, hey, how y'all doing with this and this and this? I'm in leadership mode, full mode of everybody get the F off the plane. We're done. <laughs> we ain't got time. Trying to get all this stuff. But like, let's go. You guys might be like, bro, why are you saying it like that? If you ever heard of a quick turn, a quick turn is where plane lands at a particular airport. Folks get off for a few minutes. You have a few minutes to clean that plane. Basically like a little short layover. You have a few minutes to clean that plane up before the plane takes right back in the air. And they're on a timeline and everything. And one of my coworkers told me a while back, a long time ago, the way certain airlines make their money is how many planes they could bring to a gate. More than that, but that's one of the bigger things. So they could push in and push out, push in and push out, push in and push out. Better than the competition. They make it bread. And I catch it up. Where I used to work at, they still make it mad moolah. But afar from all of that, though, um, and everything else, the crazy factor was I stepped into a leadership role that I was denying for the past eight years and nine years. And I fully stepped into it. I was, you know, I want to say like a substitute lead and different things in that nature. When I became a supervisor, that's why I kind of stepped into that role. Because I was trying to get back to work in a dayline when I came back in 2019. But they had no more open space. And then uh, with something else also happened, they was like, well, you could do that or you could do swing shift. And I was like, nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> it's like, nah, we're not doing that. Swing shift was not the business. So they was like, we need supervisors and yada, yada, yada. Then I ran to talk to God about it. He was like, go ahead and do it. And I was like, okay. I sat there supervised for overnights, and I remember the administrator forgot her name. She was sweetheart as well. She said, I got swing shirt over. I said, the overnight. <laughs> said that with the quickness. Like, I would not be a supervisor for no swing shift. I know how swing shift politics get down, and I know how they get down. I was like, I'll be darned if I do that. I was like, nah, I'll go through for overnights. And it was fun. It was fun. That was like year nine when I came back in this 2019, 2020, before the pandemic. Came back to LAX in August of 2021 because of the um, July 11th thingy that Biden had put out where he stopped the pandemic funds coming in 
and different things of that nature. It's like, Americans go back to work and yada, 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 and this, and this, and this. And that's where he went back in August of 2021. But uh, far from all of that, though, while well, we had the supervisor role from late 2019 to the heat of the pandemic of April of 2020. Oh, yeah, I was I was in the midst of that when that popped off and when they had let me go. And I wasn't tripping when they let me go. I was actually happy. But doing the leadership role, once I got comfortable, per se, and start showing the leadership skills, actually how to be a leader, how you really going to fray helping out your people and everything. I kid you not. We have God on your side through all of that. You feel this sense of peace and God will work everything out. It's most things will be good from time to time. No, because you still got to learn as you grow. But at the same time, you step into certain leadership roles and you have God's presence. You will feel safe. Of course, you go feel nervous. They be afraid you'll mess up. But that's life. Like I said before, we're constantly learning every day. So if you do screw up, guess what? Don't let that knock you down. Continue to push forward. March 15, 2023, Everlasting Wednesdays, 1 John chapter 2, verse 17. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what God pleases will live forever. And that comes from the uh, revised version of 1895. I like reading that version more because it has part of the Aprakata. Uh, the mixing books that's inside of the Bible. Not all of it, but it has some of it up in there. Well, the reason why I put that scripture up in there is for the fact that um, this world is fading away. And we as humans crave certain things, but don't realize that what we're craving is not going to last too long. But if you do God's will for what he is calling you to do, you will live forever by his mercy and his grace. I'm going to actually add the other two topics together as well with this particular scripture because it goes along with it. March 16, 2023, Amazing Thursdays is balance out your funds in different accounts so you never know, no, for you never know when you may need such funds on reading days. And therefore, today is St. Patrick's Day, March 17, 2023, Great for Fridays. When God is giving you instructions, listen to him and do what he tells you to do. So, March 16, 2023, Amazing Thursdays, once again, is balance out your funds and different accounts. For you never know when you may need such funds on rainy days. Then March 17, 2023, Great for Fridays, which says, when God is giving you instructions, Listen to him and do what he tells you to do. And March 15, Everlasting Wednesdays, First John chapter 2, verse 17. This world is fading away, excuse me, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what God pleases will live forever. You guys know why I do my podcast. I don't edit anything. <laughs> I can keep it raw, unedited. So if you hear noise in the background, stuff like that, hey, that's how we rolling with it. I like to keep everything real. Like you guys here in the living room with me talking. Here we go. So, reason why I'm adding these three together is because of this. This world is truly fading away. 
You hear it in the news all the time. I know you guys have been hearing about the banks, particular banks, uh, Silicon Bank, whatever, stuff like that, that has crash and different things. The folks is worried about, oh my goodness, I'm about to lose my money. Is my bank about to do this? Those banks for us, for the venture capitalists, and for those inside the tech industry. So they're basically just like private banks. And what most folks tend to forget is that since they're more private, they money reserves comes from somebody else. What the little smaller banks chase and stuff like that, they're more on the Federal Reserve. So here's the thing. The banks and the feds per se, or U.S. in the feds, or Federal Reserve, are two different entities. Shout out to Wall Street Trapper, because he had talked about it on The Breakfast Club. It made me remember um, that particular understanding between the difference of, let's call it, the feds and the U.S. So for the Federal Reserve, ladies and gents, there's a thing. They give us money because they're the own private entity. So let me let you know right now. The Federal Reserve is basically the elites. The ones that control, pull the strings behind politicians and everything else like that. So for us being United States of America, they kind of own us in other countries. Meaning, and I will say this website, usdebt.org. Dang, I can't pull it up on this phone. Might be able to pull up on the iPhone. Actually, I have the app for it, which I highly suggest you guys download. Man, the app is the app is dope. Oh, US Debt D E B T Clock org. I highly suggest you check it out. Here's the reason why I'm saying that because if you want to see where our natural debt is at and everything else and stuff like that, <laughs> I kid you not. You can see how much the federal spending is. You can see how much our natural debt is. You can see how much the debt is per citizen. You can see this numbers just racking up. And the crazy thing is when Wall Street tried to talk about it on uh, The Breakfast Club, because most folks didn't peep it out when he had said it, and I was paying attention. And I was like, okay. So when I was paying attention to it, I was like, yo. And then when I actually took a look at it, I was like, okay. So I'm looking at the world debt clock and I'm looking like, yo. Like, our natural debt? <laughs> $31 trillion and stuff like that. And you look at the GDP and you're looking at everything else. And but like this, you're looking at basically how much you're going to have to owe the federal. Because we don't have the market cap to pay back. But once you look at those money figures going up. Here's the crazy thing. It makes you look at everything in life totally different. Because you look at that money figure going up and you're like, where all that money coming from? But you have to go right back to, and I was reading Robert Kurosaki's book called Fake. I'm starting to read now. And I think in the first chapter, he was saying that most folks that pay attention to Richard Nixon's, um speech, 
when he got the U.S. off the gold standard and put us on fiat money or fake money, which was the U.S. American dollar. Took us off the gold, which is the precious metal, and put us on some imaginary funds, whatever. And that set the trend to where we're at right now. But it also, by God's grace, reminded me of the story of Joseph during the famine. When they had the seven years of plenty, but they also had the seven years of the famine. And what God reminded me from Genesis and also from Jasher, from Joseph's story, was when they had the famine, folks didn't have the funds to pay for the food. So our folks had literally like sold themselves to Joseph, Joseph and everything else like that and the Egyptians, you know, and, and the Egypt and things of that nature in order to get food. Basically, the country ran out of money and they had a small scarcity source of food. But at the same time, a lot of souls was being saved. Laura is kind of giving comparison of look at the debt. And Wall Street Trumpets are folks talk about we might go into a double debt recession. So you guys remember the pandemic had happened. It threw everything in cahoots. And I knew that when we got that um, pandemic funds, I was like, it's going to be a blowback. We're going to go to another recession. You know, I remember saying that something like that. I'm like, oh, so, okay, we're getting the money. I said, but it's going to be a blowback to what most of the things soon. We're supposedly in a re in recession, so some folks, it feels it. Some folks, you know, doesn't feel like it. But we Wall Street Trappers, most folks, like I said, double dip because everything is looking kind of good. But then everything like is about to drop right back down again because the Feds is asking for their funds and the U.S. don't got it. Certain other countries go through the same thing as well, where they don't have the funds to pay back. That's why you take a look at it. Ukraine and Russia thingy and stuff like that. I'm looking like, yeah, war. And I had a song called War Drums. I did off the Two Crazy K's albums. And I feel it like war is knocking on the door. Because we have a war economy. Here's the thing. The natural debt and the money kind of balance out in a sense. Because folks is fighting over stupid stuff. But in order to make sure that you don't have an economy collapse, you got to have a little bit of chaos. So how does that goes with the world fading away and people crave things? Because the things that you crave, doesn't matter if it's food, material items, or whatever it is, or even money, you're going to lose that flavor. i give you a perfect example before this podcast is over. So I did talk about balance out your funds in different accounts, right? I encourage everybody to have different checking accounts. However much money you're making. Start putting money to other accounts. Watch something last year. You know, Kevin Hart, you ever hear this? Hey, bro, your comedy is cool. It's not ha-ha funny. It's I. <laughs> but the information you gave off an interview, I will say is much, way much more better than what the content is you put out. Kevin Hart says something very interesting. I was talking to my bro, Sir Manning, the other day. And Kevin Hart has said that he has different bank accounts that has different funds in 
for different things. He has to account for his taxes, accounts for certain expenses, accounts for this thing, accounts for this thing. He said he split up his money in different accounts. Some of you guys just have one account, a checking or a savings, and you just put your money in. But Wall Street Trapper said the best. He said, if you just have your money in the savings account, your money's not really doing nothing for you. You get a 1%, barely get a 1% inside your checking account for anything to grow in. So why not invest your money to different things? If you are going to do investing and stuff like that, make sure you give somebody and also understand the knowledge and the game behind it. So that way you don't mess yourself up, especially during tax time and stuff like that. But afar from all of that, though, what I will say is this. When it comes to having different bank accounts, even with the same bank, spread your money around. Because you never know where you might need to tap into one of your sources on a particular season that you might need those funds for an emergency and different things of that nature. Like I said, most folks have one or two checking accounts. Well, checking and savings account, they think, cool. Mm-mm. Open up multiple checking accounts and just put like 100 here, 100 here, 100 here, 100 there. And things. And when you do that, you balance it out. Reason why I'm mentioning this because God gave me a, an instruction to do something like that. Mind you, the place where I'm working at, my paychecks fluctuate. Sometimes they look good. Sometimes they look like, yay. And with the cost of living, the cost of things going up, my accounts usually be in the negative compared to what they're supposed to be looking at. So here's the thing. When you listen to God, keep him first. Do what he's called you to do to the best of your abilities. God will unlock doors. God will do move, make moves, but we also got to move as well too. Meaning, when we listen to God and you tithe the tenth or however much God tells you to give, you tithe that. You ask God where you tithe that. Most folks tithe at a different church that they are established with. Most folks tithe into charity. Wherever God is telling you to tithe your money to give the 10% or more back to him, do that. That is the command. Whether you're a Christ follower or you're not. Tithe. And I'm not talking about you're in a pastor say, oh, you know, we got a church building fund or something. That's, mm-mm. It's a prosperity thing. It's literally written in the Bible that you tithe the first, uh, the tenth of your first fruits. So your first fruits will be your paycheck. Because there's the thing. Money is a tool. So when you split your tool up to have that tool work with different other things that you need for different tools, here's the kicker behind it. God will give you the right point in time to spread everything out. Then we continue to do. Like folks say, how you save? You continue to put $5 here, $5 there, or $100 there, $100 there. Because when you do that and you don't touch the money in your other accounts, you see your accounts stack up. Now you're doing, as most folks say, a saving. Now what most folks do, you have a certain amount of funds, start investing. Wall Street trap out the folks that said it. Apple is a great place to start at. Here's the reason why. 
me being a tech techie, I'll let you guys know. Apple's supposed to go have an S year this year. They're going to refine certain things. But here's the thing. If you do get Apple stock, hold on to the funds. Because in the next few years, Apple's going to come up with some innovative type stuff. They're going to come right back with innovation. And it's going to be during those particular seasons where folks going to tell you to sell, sell, sell your stock for Apple. Hold on to it. Because it's going to be something big. Well, all the tech companies going to go into the other plateau on doing either scrollable phones or get towards the flexible screens for the phones where you actually bend the screen around and it doesn't break. Or to the holographic things like I keep mentioning off of Iron Man, Tony Stark, how he up his low laboratory and you pulling things out from space in a holographic form. You try to find that new element for your heart thing, whatever, and for your suit. And you pull stuff out for natural air that's holographic. When the tech company's doing that, and those that got the stock up in there, you about to be making some great advancements inside financially. This gave you guys a little game for those that got Apple stock. Hold on to it. Don't start selling it yet to get temporary funds. Hold on to it. It's going to be worth way more later on down the road. But at the same time, here's the thing. Once you split your money into different accounts and you feel like you're comfortable, don't get too comfortable. Because that is where you start craving the cravings of, dang, I got all this up in here now. Be cautious, don't get prideful. What you think you may have in those accounts, God will snatch it up. But here's the thing. If your livid expenses is taking all your money out your account, that means you need to open up different checking accounts and start separating your expenses. Separate what goes for streaming, rather be television or music, and separate that for put some money in that account for that. And then whatever you use for food, have a different account for food. That way your main account don't get touched. The other accounts can get the auto pay stuff out, but your main account will be straight. That way you learn what's coming out. So we need to cancel certain things. You can cancel it. And if you're on a family plan and you start telling folks, hey, y'all going to need to start doing what y'all going to need to do. So y'all start paying for your own appliances and things. But whatever God say you to do, listen to him. Because this is structures is great and powerful. We'll talk more about this next Friday. I want to thank you guys in defense for tuning into today's podcast. If you learn anything just for the past few minutes as well, too. Hey, that's all well and nilly. Enjoy your guys' weekend. Most definitely. Uh, this month is so fresh. So continue to do what God's called you to do. Keep them first in all things as well. Don't spend your money on a whole lot of stuff. For those of y'all that be eating outdoor dash of things. Monitor how much you're spending on food and start stacking your money up into different checking accounts because it's going to be some hard times coming. And you want to make sure that you and your family or you yourself is settled. But here's the thing. Keep God first. He got you guys on everything. You just got to do your part as well, too. Other than that, continue to stay safe. You know, we're still in a little bit of a COVID season, but it's getting better. So, mass going to be going all the way soon. But... 
you still got nasty behind people that are still coughing in the air and scratching their nose and just all. Yeah, man, just stay safe, stay safe. Other than that, the ladies and gents, you guys rocking with me for the podcast once more. It's always been fun. I'll catch you guys next Friday. I'm your host, Chilla Q. Q Morris saying peace. I and our one love. We're out. Deuces. Enjoy your weekend. Catch you guys next week.